Good morning. It is February 6th, 2024. This is episode 69 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, a podcast by a dreamer for dreamers. I hope you're all doing fantastic out there. You are following your dreams, your own journey, your special path, and finding joy in doing so. I actually had sort of a unique day yesterday. Some cool things happened where I actually booked two different projects within about an hour of each other, and they were both acting gigs. How about that? My awesome agents in Arizona, signature who models and talent, uh, yeah, booked me with two very unique, very different projects. One of them is a it, from what I can gather, it's an indie film, uh, but a full-length film. And I guess they just needed a last-minute actor to come in and play this very interesting role for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to be nebulous uh, because I can't really disclose the details. And also, I actually don't know hardly any details at all about the project because I I was asked if I was available on Sunday. There was no audition. They just wanted to talk to me today. So I get on the phone with the producer or the casting director. Honestly, I don't even know who it was I was talking to. It was just a guy who needed an actor for his movie. And he sent me the script and I looked through it and he just asked if I had any questions, and I just sort of, uh, I just talked through what I was seeing from the script and just said, hey, it sounds like it's a comedy going in this direction. Again, I have to be a little vague about the details, and he goes, oh yeah, that's absolutely it. That's exactly what we're going for. Um, yeah, and then he said, if you're available tomorrow evening, <laughs> we would love to have you. So I said, okay. So that happened at about three o'clock, and then at Four o'clock, I had a callback, a virtual callback for a self-tape audition that I had submitted last week. And this project is very interesting. So it's actually an industrial. For those of you not in the biz, uh, industrial is anything that is for corporate purposes, but more internal. Right. So these are training videos, how to videos, things like that. I mean, as an actor on film, you pretty much got three main options. It's either theatrical, which is TV and movies. You have commercials, which are obviously advertisements, or you have industrials, which is what this is. So if you're, if you work for a company, let's say, and they have, a training video about uh, how to use the software system and it's very clearly produced and there's actors and actresses who are, hi, welcome to this new company. My name is such and such. I'm here to help you understand how to use our client relationship management software for like that sort of stuff or any sort of training videos, safety training videos, you know, some woman in a lap coat walking you through the warehouse and, you know, where all of the exits are, like that sort of stuff. 
would be considered industrial. Um, oh, um, I remember I was on a plane once and their sort of pre-flight spiel was actually on the televisions. Um, so those were probably not employees of the airline. It could have been, but it's most likely that it was paid actors and actresses who were doing an industrial. There you go. There's a little uh, definition about the acting side of my dreams and what I'm up to. So anyway, so this project that I booked is an industrial. And yeah, so I had the callback. It was a virtual callback. So we were in a Zoom meeting or whatever. And there was like eight people there from the uh, production crew and then just me. And then there were two other actors who were in the room uh, read, who read through these lines. I didn't have very many lines. I only had three lines. And it was a longer script. So I just get in the meeting. There's a couple, all right, everybody, we're just going to go through the script. Um, up front here, we'll see how it goes. And my three lines are right up front, and then I literally exit. So I'm just in this Zoom meeting, actually right in this room, uh, standing right over there. You can't see where I'm pointing, but... Um, to my left is a gigantic blue screen. So I turned the camera and my lighting around so I'd be in front of the blue screen and did my three lines and then exited. And then there's like four more pages of dialogue that the other two actors were involved in in this industrial. So I literally just stayed, stayed ducked off a screen for a, <laughs> a good like, I mean, it wasn't super long. It was like three minutes. But there was part of me that started to get nervous going, wait a minute, did, did I miss some additional pages. Uh, it seemed like I just read these three lines, but then I really started to panic. And so I'm like ducked down. And then uh, I was filming the audition on my phone, but I had my laptop open over to the left of me. So I'm like ducked off a camera and then I'm scrolling through the script and trying to get ahead just to make sure that I didn't miss something because I didn't want to embarrass myself because they didn't really give us any um, sort of like heads up or any sort of like quick read through. It was just like, all right, we're going to go through the entire script. Here we go. And I, I was actually the first line. Um, no, the second line. And I was a little nervous because I didn't actually know there was a line above me. And so the way he started it out, he just said, all right, we're, we're going to start from the top. But then he said the character that actually reads first, which I thought was me, but it wasn't me. And so then same thing I went, Oh, oh no. So I scrolled up and realized that there was a line before the action notes, which I don't, I've done a lot of defining here for the non-actors out there. Um, action, uh, action notes are just um, where the script describes the actions that are going on before the dialogue. So an example would be like, uh, Jake walks into the bar and sees an open bar stool next to Cindy Jake sits down, uh, motions to the bartender, and then turns to, I already forgot the character's name, Cindy or whatever I said. Um, so that would all be written out, and then it would be like his dialogue. Hey, so you from around here or whatever. So I knew there was a bunch of action lines right before me, but I didn't know there was a line of dialogue before those action lines. And I also didn't know if somebody was going to read those action lines 
typically in a read-through, there's a designated reader who will read all of those action lines just to keep things moving. And then we, as the actors, we only just read our dialogue. And so, I don't know, it's, it was, I don't know, I was, I was a little nervous, you know, it's like, I, I think I, I was like, I think I, I have this under control. It's like, okay, there's a line. So I was just keeping my eye on the last line of the action lines just to make sure that that got read before I did my line. And fortunately, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> the first actor read their line. Then somebody started reading the action dialogue and I didn't even see who it was because I was kind of in my head and just making sure that I'm navigating just the technical element of all of this. So anyway, read the action line, got to my line. I did it. <laughs> and again, I have like three lines, a little bit of back and forth. And then I, I exit the scene. And then at the end, the guy who was running the audition just said, hey, great. Are there any notes or does anybody want to do it again? He wasn't talking to us. He was talking to the other um, members who are the client in essence and just wanted to know if any of them had any notes or wanted to see it again or see it done a different way. And that's always kind of a fun, not fun element of auditioning for stuff because it can go either way. It could be if they don't have any notes, it could mean that it was so bad <laughs> they've already seen all they need to see and they know that that ain't it and they don't think that any of the actors in this room are going to be able to get it. So they just go, nope, we're good. It could also mean that the actors crushed it so hard that it's kind of a waste of their time to even do it again. It's like, oh, nope. We've seen all we need to see. We know that this is what we wanted. And so let's just end the audition and we'll book these guys and move forward. So you never really know. And by the way, getting notes also isn't a bad thing. Because if you get notes, it also could mean that, wow, we really like these actors and we trust them. Let's challenge them a little bit to see if they can take direction and if we can get them to... Um, try it a different way and maybe find another creative way to uh to make it happen so anyway you never know it's always a little yeah i don't know you just never know any, any actor out there you know what i'm talking about you just have ultimately you have no idea there will be times where you go in there and you just think you crushed it so hard and all of the people in the audition are laughing and that was the greatest thing and then you never hear from again sometimes you'll go in and you just think you totally bombed and that's the one you get and you have everything in between uh this one i just had no idea i just you know i i just gave my best interpretation of what was going on in the scene and plus it's an industrial so they aren't really looking for like traumatic acting they're looking for convincing industrial acting to where it doesn't feel hokey and it doesn't feel forced, but this is really more for like an internal training video. This isn't getting submitted to Sundance, if you know what I mean. So anyway, uh, I did that. And then like an hour later, I got an email back from my agent saying, hey, you booked it and here's all the details. And then right after that, I got another email from my agent that they had pinned down the um that other acting one so it's like i had two auditions 
one hour apart. And then within an hour, I had booked them both, which was fun. And, you know, I haven't been auditioning a ton, but, um, yeah, that was, it was just cool. It's a cool experience. You know, it's a cool experience when you're the guy or I suspect the lady of any sort of project that you were competing against who knows how many other people. And for some reason, out of obscurity and intense competition and hundreds, if not thousands of other people who were um, throwing their hat in the ring that you were the one picked out of that sea of human beings. And it's really fun when you get two of them in a day. Oh, so. Oh, and by the way, before any of you start going like, oh, am am I going to see any of this stuff anywhere? Are you a millionaire now? No. If I showed you how much money I was making for these, you, you would be like, wait, what? That's it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, the uh, the pay scale for actors is is so unbelievably lopsided towards uh, the most famous person gets all of the money, and anybody who's not that person splits up this much. It's the 80-20 rule. It's the Pareto distribution. And... I, you know, I don't really care. It's funny. I don't even, I hardly ever even look at how much money I'm making. I just, it's like I'm living my dream. Like, I, people want me to go act and stuff. It's just so cool to me. Like, I just get excited about it and, um, you know, anxious and, apprehens- and apprehensive about how it's going to go. You know, I was really sweating that audition because, again, I, I'm not doing this every day. So when I get an audition, it's not like, I've been practicing auditioning every single day and I'm auditioning four or five times a day, every day, you know, month on end, you know, I, you know, the way things are going now, I, I get maybe a couple auditions a month, really, if that, um, so yeah, really cool. And who knows, maybe one of these days, if my dreams, all your dreams can come true, then it'll be a role that I can say, hey, everybody, guess what? I booked something that is life-changing, and you are going to see it on this platform when it gets released on this date. And by the way, the pay compensation put me in one of the 20% of the Pareto distribution instead of the 80%, uh, you know, whatever. Did that sound vain? Why do I... I'm I'm having some self-judgment that I just said that. But it's true. That is my dream. That is what I'm seeking um, in the acting world. And obviously I do stand-up comedy as well and looking for those equivalent sort of uh, big breaks and opportunities to start coming my way. And again, the reason I started this podcast was just to be transparent of the journey. So you got to see me on this side of things and what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through and seeing if that resonates with any of you as you're going through your journey and that hopefully maybe it provides a little encouragement and maybe helps you feel heard and seen as you are going through whatever dreams and journey you're going through and whatever struggles. And so Happy, happy to oblige. So, 
I will wrap up for today. I was actually supposed to have a guest last night. Unfortunately, she had to cancel because she got sick. Seems to be a lot of just sort of illnesses going around. I got mine mid-January, but I've had a handful of people have to cancel plans and, you know, push things back and postpone because of illness. I'm really excited to have her on. She said, let's uh, schedule for next week. Um, she is uh, running for a local political office uh, in Mesa, Arizona, and she is just a big-time dreamer. That's how I connected with her was uh, I did a comedy show when she actually announced her campaign that she was running for political office. I don't remember what it is. It's like an Arizona Congress or like a state Congress person, I think. Um, and then tomorrow I am going to have my official dream manager who was so influential and instrumental on sending me down the pathway of dreams in general, but also me identifying my dreams and going all in and moving to L.A. The one and only Dan Rouse is going to be here uh, in tomorrow's podcast. So excited, assuming he doesn't get sick. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't announce guests <laughs> and, until after they've already done the podcast. So I'm talking to him, and then the next day, Assuming she doesn't get sick, I'm talking to Elizabeth Pitt Barrett or Elizabeth Barrett Pitt. I can't remember how she uh, does her last names. Um, who I met at the same company as Dan Rouse, and she was also pivotal because she was in the C-suite and was so influential in helping me go uh, in my quest to move to Los Angeles back in uh, 2015. And she and I are close friends, and she is an entrepreneur and a business owner and a big-time dreamer and a huge heart and so smart, so fascinating, and she's going to be coming on uh, the next day. So really excited to be talking to not only really good friends of mine, but uh, big-time dreamers and people who have had huge personal influence on me. So looking forward to those episodes. So... Keep on living your dreams, everybody. I uh, hope they're going well. I hope you are finding some joy and some success and that you are navigating all of the pitfalls and the discouragements and the setbacks as you move forward with your dreams. So I love you all so much. Thank you all so much for listening. And I am here to support you in your dreams and hope they are going well. So that is it for today, February 6th, uh, 2024, episode 69. Did I say the date right? Yes. <laughs> February 6th, 2024, episode 69 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I love you all so much, and I will talk to you tomorrow.